Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh And multicoloured, spotted <laughs> films Throughout film history I'm Lucky I'm Two-Tone, famously monochromatic. <laughs> and I'm Wizza. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not multicoloured. Yeah, it's so multi- the opposite of multicoloured. Uh, no, not multi. Single-coloured. Single-coloured. Multi-spotted. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it has been a day. It's been, it's been a, it's been a, a few lot. weeks. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Wait, it's been a minute. No, it's been, it's been a, a day. day. Oh, it's been a day. Just Jokes one day. Just since... classically kept up with yeah. with pop cultural phrases as normal. Yeah, we have finally uh, returned back yeah, after our hiatus. Um, so you all said that in different ways. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Cass. Returning back to Ponaki. I'm welcomed. I feel welcomed back to the pod. Wonderful. Um, okay. You know, you all heard what happens on this podcast if I'm not here. So I'm sure. <laughs> Did they all hear it? Maybe they just skipped it. I don't know. If you want a, a strange, lurid to... insight, check out Quick Max. <laughs> yeah. You can also yell into your headphones as you walk along at the supermarket, being like, "Guys, ah!" Oh! Like I did as I listened to it. <laughs> Yeah, but this is what it's for. It's fun. It's it's sloppy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's silly. You know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this exactly. podcast. What a great review of I this know. podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if people were just like three stars. I it's mean, all right. If you want to go on, you know, go on Apple Podcasts, rate us three stars. Rate us five bag. stars. Yeah. Honestly, like, we're really okay. lowering the bar. <laughs> rate us three stars. Why? You know, why not? Um, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's been a while. Yeah. But we're here. We're trucking along. It's it's gonna be. We're we're entering winter now. It is. And I don't. I don't want to say that phrase. It's already winter. I feel. Yeah. Oh. Like and um, yeah, winter doesn't. Just, it, you don't have the winter is coming fra- like phase oh, though with Wellington. It, yeah. it's, oh. the thing. it's the thing. It's like it's not not appropriate for the city. It well, just it happens. Is, winter is just yeah, here suddenly. It is it just, when it's summer. It's, suddenly it's just like you know winter's coming. Yeah. Because um, and now well. it's freaking cold again. Mm. Yeah. Yesterday was you 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 can hate Wellington on a cold day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's I like I'm never pe- prepared because yesterday, you know, was a really nice day, surprisingly nice, mm. um, like suspiciously nice. Yeah, like what's gonna happen? Right yeah, now? what are you doing? You know? What are you what up are you to? Sitting me up for your buttering yeah. me like, up, Wellington. Yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah. and then you just get like, fall. yeah, beautiful horizontal rain, which um, yeah, is nice to look at, but not nice to be in. Mm. Get amongst. Yeah, Talk as about they it. say. Getting amongst, uh, let's get amongst the pop culture <laughs> of the past four or five weeks <laughs> with Pop Corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. Um, oh, missed that sound. I know. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Uh, the, there's nothing better than popcorn in a cinema. I was I went to the cinema. The I other don't know. Day. I prefer Choc Top, oh. but it's very quick. It's yeah. a quick fix. Yeah, I both find... of them are quite quick. I'm yeah. definitely a person that likes to eat my movie snacks before the movie properly. Yeah. Which popcorn you get a whole bucket. So you like, even if you've bucket. eaten like half. But also, I don't buy popcorn at the movies because it's expensive. Oh my god! Throwback oh, to that time. one time. One time we went to see a Quiet Place, and James brought in <laughs> some dumplings. Oh, it's dumpling. dumpling. <laughs> 
which shouldn't make too much noise, but for some reason They're it quite did. Soft, but yeah, yeah. I think it was the, the packaging. It's a weird thing to but, break. Yeah, yeah. My mum is eating like a chopsticks, like trying to like. Scream. Yeah, my mum brought. Oh, I think I sushi. It. Oh, yeah, with like the plastic container. Mm. Terrible for oh, the environment. And like, during um during a pretty bad film. Um, what's yeah, name called? it. Um, the fucking beast swim by Fantastic. by turf 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 queen. So yeah, I was fine for it to jingle and jangle throughout all that because yeah. um, ter- great description of of sushi um, <laughs> rapping jingle, jingle jangle. Jingle um, the 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 movie in which Colin Farrell gets horribly turned into uh, a significantly lesser actor, Johnny Depp. Mm. Um, anyway, we're not talking about that pop corner. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just pop the diversion for like actual popcorn culture. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to talk about another hideous um, instance of, of pop culture um, oh. that I went to the cinema. But one day ago, uh, I went and saw Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, oh, and I've sure. been seeing uh, this and like a lot of like um, uh, pop culture universes that I don't particularly care for this and, and Mortal Kombat but I have a friend who is like we must and uh, I go and I watch them and then I am sorely disappointed and uh, I bitterly sorely complain. Sorely disappointed. Hey. Sorely. So um, for those of us that don't know anything about Saw except there's a guy and he used to saw his arm. So um, yes. What, what's this about? This is a reboot of the Saw franchise. It had tried to be a reboot uh, a couple of years ago with Jigsaw. Uh, this uh, apparently the story the story is the most interesting thing where like Chris Rock comes to <laughs> Chris um, Rock yeah a- yeah to Universal I think is, this is Chris Rock in the real world yeah not Chris in Rock, the real the world he comes to the studio <laughs> and he is like I have the best way of rebooting the Saw franchise and apparently it blew them over so much that he is now an executive producer and he worked on the screenplay um, for it uh, so his new concept He's is your bliss, Chris. Like, exactly. Who would have thought? Yeah. Is uh, it's it's this uh, jigsaw copycat is uh, killing off some cops and um, yay. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, the 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 film kind of is about that, but doesn't really like it. Like goes like, oh well, look, there's a lot of issues going on right now, but it doesn't really kind of confront anything like that. Um, Long story short, uh, uh, he is trying to figure out who killed him. Uh, his dad, Samuel Jackson, uh, used to be on the force, and there was this horrific incident that happened in the past, and someone appears to have a personal grudge and is killing cops because of of um, a, a cop uh, killing. A, a, a bunch of dirty cops mm. um, killed him off. So, uh, yeah, it is the strangest film I've seen in a while because it is like three movies. So it's like a Chris Rock like comedy in bits where he's like tried to like infuse his sure. rockness into it. It starts out with him saying very fittingly for mixed bag, I might say, you wouldn't make Forrest Gump now, right? And he starts talking about Forrest Gump and how Penny, Penny? Yeah. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. How Jenny <laughs> won't fuck Forrest until she has AIDS at the end. And it's like, oh, totally, totally. So it's just like this random like, riff right to be like don't worry guys we're cool we're funny (laughs) and then but Chris really wants to be hardcore and like really like intense so there is a lot of him like looking steelily down the barrel of the phrase steely down the barrel down the barrel of the phrase barrel of the camera like looking like very intense with like lighting highlighting his cheekbones um 
and he loves to yell. He's like, <laughs> cops yell, right? And there's like, I don't want to go back in there, you dirty cops, you suck. And there's like so much yelling in this movie. Okay, so you have like weird comedy in little blips, super, super serious like cop drama, and then like gross, torturous, not at all really like campy like torture, like the first. <laughs> not at all campy torture. <laughs> well, like the Saw franchise has like, yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's like how are they going to escape or what are they being tortured like for? And this um, this one has like a cop that always like lied on the stand. This is the first kind of kill. Like his tongue is tied to a thing and the only way that he's going to get out without being like hit by a train by a train coming is to tear his own tongue out and escape um, and stuff like that. Uh, and none of that torture is particularly fun. I have not seen any of the rest of the Saw franchise except for the first one, so I can't actually say how it kind of relates to the other Saws, but it was it's real grim. <laughs> like, <laughs> that nothing about this was particularly enjoyable, and I would hardly recommend that you stay away from Spiral <laughs> the Book of Saw. I'm happy for Chris, I guess, yeah. but he didn't nail it. <laughs> and Samuel Jackson is so much of a brand now that he's never going to do another character again, I don't think. Yeah, We're never going to see plays. Jules from, you know, yeah. Pulp Fiction. It's know. just... Oh, oh, fuck. He, there's a bit where he's like, you, uh, it's like on graffiti, it says, do you want to play a game? And he's like, yeah, I'll play a game, motherfucker. And you're like, okay, wow. Oh, how <laughs> cool. Think, he's wow. responding Classic to Jigsaw. I still love Samuel. I love him. The Hateful Eight used to him. him. I think the Hateful Eight is an excuse for Quentin Tarantino just to say the N-word a bunch. Because, oh, like, like, that's, that's all every, of his That's all of his films. all of his films, James. Yeah. Or just the Hateful I feel like the Hateful, the hateful Eight, eight was films that he's done. Quentin was like leaning into like his worst tendencies in the um, Hateful Eight. I am looking forward to like I think he's set for um, one of the the August Wilson adaptations. Oh, okay. Samuel L. So I'm looking forward to that one. Oh yeah. I, I can't remember which one it was, but I think one if, of them. If that's the frame, then he'll come to play. But if it's like yeah. Spiral, yeah. then I he'll feel just. Like most of the time, it's like ah oh, yeah, you know this atlas looks easy and fun. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. It's like a machete. <laughs> yeah. He comes in, does the role, yeah. gets Seems a page. We had we went to a quiz night the other night, which involved a question around snakes on a plane, and it was like what uh, film starring Samuel L. Jackson like. It didn't even say starring Samuel L. Jackson. It's like oh. what film was going to be called like Flight 2104 and then uh, the the star revealed that he would not be in the film unless they reverted it back to its original title. Yeah, that was and the we, only we reason we were all like, okay, then the, the answer is Snakes, Snakes on a Plane. It's yeah. <laughs> like, clearly that was the thing. For sure. It's, yeah. It's not, um, United 93. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but why make it sound point. much worse with yeah, the entire yeah. point of Exactly. Snakes it's on a, the play. It's, yeah. like, it's iconic. It's yeah. made a dent in pop culture. It is the moment. Yeah. You know? Um, um, what, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, Chris Rock. I have not seen him in the new season of Fargo, but I should see that. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I imagine because that seems like a sure hand, uh, he's probably better in that than he is in us. Like he's trying, but um, I've been seeing some other stuff. But uh, we'll keep it we'll keep it pretty short in this one yeah. for popcorn. So who else? Yeah, the I only mean... spile I like is pasta. So mm. unless it's pasta, pass away. <laughs> ta ta ta. ta, -ta. <laughs> um, if you do like spirals, then I'd rec definitely 
recommend checking out um, Junji Ito. Yeah, uh, which is all about like the madness of Spiral. See, when you said you were seeing a horror film called Spiral, I thought it was an adaptation, and I'm sad to hear yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, that's an incredible manga that you should absolutely check out. Uh, so I'll jump in next, uh, and James can also pitch in on this one because we've both been watching this together. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed the BBC series Starstruck, uh, mm. which has yes. been on recently starring New Zealand's own Rose Matafeo. Yeah. It is just like an adorable rom-com. It's like, what, eight episodes? Six, oh, six, six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. It's one of those like, little short it. ones. But hate there is rom-coms. <laughs> Matt Disgusting. famously hates love and all of its, uh, <laughs> all its permutations. Um, but no, it's, uh, so yeah, it's basically a reverse Notting Hill story. The premise yeah. is that she is kind of your, your average New Zealander and London millennial who's doing like two or three kind of random odd jobs and she and her friend go out on New Year's and she accidentally hooks up with a really famous movie star. I love it. And Mm. so it's about, uh, yeah, their sort of relationship. I'm sorry, I mean, I hate it. (laughs) They don't call me Matthew Haterains. Haterains. (laughs) (laughs) Just just call Um, that today. Yeah, but it's just one of those ones where, like, I I saw a review and I really agree with this review about it where one of the problems with a lot of, like, comedian television shows is that they – for some reason, cast themselves doing all the, like, dramatic acting and they don't get to do any Mm. comedy. And this is one where she's clearly knows what her skills are and her gifts are as a performer and that she is really funny and that she's got this really great persona um, and uses that for her character rather than trying to do something that doesn't work with her strengths. Um, So it's it's, it's really good because It's co-written by another New Zealander, Alice uh, Sneddon, as well. She's a guest Mm. star in one one episode. Um, But yeah, it's just really lovely. The cast is really diverse, which is awesome. Um, Mm. the, the The movie star character, I think, was originally written, I guess, kind of for a default white guy, but instead there's a South Asian actor who um, took on the role and then they mm. adapted parts of the role to suit him as well, um, which That's is really good. awesome. It's I've, just, it's great. It's really, and if you like rom-coms and fuzzy, warm, romantic yeah. stuff, it's so sweet. And it's, it's such great chemistry. It's great. Oh, awesome. that's good. I've yeah, only seen great. him in... Um, the four weddings and a funeral yes. adaptation. Yeah, I know that he's in that. <laughs> he's not good in that. So I, yeah. The bar is low for he's me to be impressed. I think, yeah, you'd really love it too, Matt, because like Rose and the whole team like clearly have like a soft spot for like really strong kind of movies. And throughout like throughout the TV show, there are like these little nods and references to like The Graduate and like yeah, other really beautiful um, rom coms. Like, well, I don't know if you call it a rom com. Is Graduate a rom com? Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, it's a it's fucked like up rom com. <laughs> At the end, the ending shot screams wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but spoilers for the graduate. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely recommend um, checking that out. It is hilarious, and it, it is already getting a season two. Yes, yeah, Star season two we is being it. shot. Um, yeah, we were saying to somebody the other day that we thought that it was not filmed. It must have been filmed pre-COVID, but apparently it was filmed during COVID times. Oh, right. Oh, um, nice. And they just had to do a set bubble situation. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very cool. I'm glad that they're bringing it back and doing some more because there's a lot more to be explored there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I want to talk about a couple of things. One is just briefly because we mentioned it in the last episode, Quick Mix. The Oscars happened. It was a big disaster. Well... Parts of it were cool, like the first opening shot. We were recording just before the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so like Nomadland won, that was cool. Um, <laughs> but then they did this boneheaded decision of like mm. making Best Actor the last category of the night. Yeah. Clearly wanting a Chadwick Boseman Angling win. for a Chadwick win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Honestly, yeah. like, I really like Chadwick. 
having seen the father yes. after that. Which is another one we haven't discussed on this this show, but it's a really fantastic fucking film. Fucking incredible performance. Anthony Hopkins does knock that performance out and of the really park. Good. Like, it's a really it's a strong performance. I still think Daryl Lindo is better, but he but, was I mean, not of nominated. Nominees, like, yeah. he wasn't in there. Yeah. He was not nominated. Um, um, but yes, um... It was just funny. It was comical. It, you know, fell on its face. Well, and it's wild that, like, afterwards we learned that the Oscar, like, Anthony Hopkins and, like, their, like, agency and stuff were like, please let us yeah. be there or, like, send, do a Zoom thing. or like, And they we were like... We don't want to fly Anthony Hopkins yeah. aged 80-whatever. Yeah. And they were so <laughs> insistent on, like, no, no, everything <laughs> needs to be, like, no Zoom calls. And it's just, like, such a fuck you to, like, accessibility. And, yeah. like, he's, like, 80-something. He's old. Yeah. Just let him stay He's home. the oldest, like, mm. winner now. Yeah. yeah, but thank God for the bat. So, the bat. <laughs> Cass, we have to show you I, the bat. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, is this an existing song? Yeah, it was. It's from the like the the early nineties or late eighties. Oh, it, yeah. like, it was song. just like it was just like a craze, and no one re- in the room really knew what it was. So it was kind of just like set up as like, oh, this like weird factoid that Glenn Close knows, um, but it was like all pre arranged. I'll, but, I'll like, have to watch. But it. she gets up and she dances. She she, she runs like, away oh. with the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about we'll talk about her. Win. She didn't run away with any awards. No, no, no. Well, we didn't want her to win for this one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if she won, I still would have been happy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Also, not in the ceremony. Like, we want everyone yeah. to be standing up. Proper like, no ceremony. one got a standing ovation. Like, True. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about is The Circle. The Circle. We have been watching. Season 2 US. Um, yeah. We've actually started yeah. Season 3 UK now, but we have not gone very no, far into right. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, season 2 US. Um, we For those not in the know, we actually have a group chat called The Circle. Called The Circle, mm. uh, so, famously. <laughs> famously. Um, um, Circle is great. It's it's just a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's just like such a great um, structure. I feel like there's the, the, there were less lovable characters mm. on this season mm. than yeah. compared to season one. But um, I like the strategy. It was, yeah, it was fun yeah, to see some strategy good. coming out. Yeah. And I like the winner a lot. I like the winner a lot. Yeah. I felt like they were the, the one that two. most deserved the, the money. The was good to me. Um, mm. Yeah, and I, I just also, like, I enjoyed some of the little twists that they added in because there's, you know, like, they try to sort of mix up the formula mm. as much mm. as possible throughout the season and this one they added in some additional Absolutely. twists and pieces and things and, I think yeah, once... they, edit, they edit the circle very well it's yeah, really like champion sure. editing yeah <laughs> i think once you get to you know watch the course of the the circle uk um that's gonna be even better mm. because like i i watched the circle uk season three in between like because the circle us drops in like episodes uh chunks yeah, four of four episodes, episodes. Oh. so i like literally watched the whole season in between like drops of like season uh, like episodes five to eight and like you know nine, nine to, to twelve, 12. Mm. And when i got back to the us circle i was just like oh Feels quite now, <laughs> um, but I still enjoyed it. it was, it's good fun. Yeah. Um, and just the a couple more things that I want to touch on. Um, Girls Five Ever. Everyone should watch it. Yeah. I started yes. watching this. I don't we know, have started. Um, you know, I you know find it if it's in New Zealand streaming. <laughs> uh, you may find it somewhere on the internet. Yeah, um, it exists. It's really fun. It kind of gives me you know. Um, Kimmy Schmidt meets like pop stars. Yeah, I mean, because really t- Tina Fey's involved in it somehow. Yeah, it's yeah, got that yeah. Tina Fey ness in it yeah, slightly. Absolutely. But yeah. I, um, yeah, I think it's got some musical theatre girls. It's got yeah. a lot of New Shout York actors. Miss, um, some strong. Legend Renee. A lot of what? Short actors? New York actors. Oh, yes. I thought you said short actors. Like, <laughs> Lots represent. of short actors and legend <laughs> Renee Elise Goldsberry. <laughs> yeah. Who's definitely not. She's like 10 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, Renee Elise Goldsberry just deserves everything. 
you just know. yeah being awesome yeah just so getting to show off her comedy and like yeah, yeah it's i think she's just one of those actors who and she's 50 years she's old. 51 like 51? yeah she looks incredible like it's incredible you know just the skincare um but yeah she's one of those actors that has just been working for a yeah. really long time and then just got her breakout really with hamilton yeah. i think oh, yeah. all of them what a godsend for all of them. a really long time like, but mm, like yeah. you know she'd been on one of those What's daytime soap operas for years? Oh, yeah, and years yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and she pops great. up in like Law and Order or like. Yeah, she's just in like all the like things that come in New York. Like she's all the actors in New been York. Working yeah. for years and years and years. And yeah. so it's amazing that, yeah, she's yeah. having this day in the sun, which is so cool. Love it. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Bareilles, Matt and I have had previous discussions oh, over because God. he is like, ah, oh, she's just a like disappointing she's pop so, star. She's so boring. And I'm like, she's not a disappointing pop star. She's a very successful <laughs> composer and Broadway actress, Matt. No, like, I Depending on which of your yardsticks you use, she's either very successful or not very successful. A little depending she, on what your yeah, yardsticks are. Look, I think this is she's, to her she's, gone, well. she's gone up to my estimation. She's yeah. capable <laughs> as the straight man lead of, of the series. She's mm. ironic, she's a waitress. It's a yeah. nod. Oh, it's yeah. a nod. True. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about briefly um, is <laughs> we did get a franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race here in yes. the Southern Hemisphere. Yes, we've I've watched yeah. we've watched the first two episodes of this. Yeah, we um, made we the conscious decision three, today, and then we were like, no, I just stop. don't want to watch this. <laughs> I enjoyed um, episode three actually. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. maybe at some point when we're feeling in the mood yeah. for it. I just episode two was so dire. <laughs> like, I yeah. just I enjoyed uh, episode two for uh, the energy. Of I it just all. I. Think I think it's just uh, there's a certain level of like cringe that oh, I just yeah. can't. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But watch that's and that's just, kind of the appeal to me. It's so close to the bone. This is the thing is like, like I know like, for some people you're like oh cringe comedy and I'm like oh cringe comedy and it's just it's, it's, it's basically it's this snatch game episode. So yeah. it's all of these Australian New Zealand queens thinking that they're doing a good job <laughs> when they're absolutely just bad. Just, it's not funny. One of them is really funny. Everybody yes. else is terrible. Yeah, that was the unbelievable thing. Afterwards, they were like, I think I we think nailed, nailed that. it. I think yeah. this is the best Snatch game of it. And it's like, you are delusional. <laughs> like, what have you... Like, yeah, collective delusion. Um, oh, and it was just so painful. And I was just, I want to sink into my seat. And so offensive with the freaking Lindy Chamberlain oh one. God, which I was like, God. this is just, this should be like, you should Yikes. be arrested for this. Like, yeah. what is this? Like, this, this is like... So nasty, and, you, yeah. and like, and I, I just hate that this show is like not acknowledging that. And no, it's no, not acknowledging no. the edit at all. Well, it kind of and does just, because, like, it's not, not two people aside. But I'm like, I bet there was more than that said yeah. about that that particular thing, and like the yeah. fact that they judged her as safe as well when she should have definitely been I in think, danger. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I just think you know, if these, if the show, this version of the show is made with more, you know. Australian and New Zealand people, yeah, they yeah, would be, they'd be like, more hey, don't, maybe yeah. don't do that. Maybe don't do that. Because I remember, like, one time in one of the other seasons of the US, they, like, you know, cautioned a contestant from doing Whitney because they the angle that they were going to do is coked out Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. if, that's, if you knew that I don't was... I think you should do that. You know, exactly. do that. That's yeah. punching yeah. down. Yeah. 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 But, I don't know, I think there's not always a great yardstick on... RuPaul's Drag Race for yeah. which things are punching down and not like yeah. so, I mean a lot of their writing oh, sometimes can yeah. be quite yeah. yeah so I don't know um, but you know yeah. I yeah I enjoy it because it's just um, yeah it's weird seeing people who are from the same country as you and get such a big platform like that 
when it's like literally they perform in like venues that we know. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I but, don't know. I do. I do enjoy the dynamic of there's three New Zealand queens on the show. Two of them are the bosses of the other one. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is that's such a so funny. Dynamic. Well, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, they're the they also were like the hosts of House of Drag, and she was like a contestant. One of the contestants like, again. It's like is, in terms of rankings, like, and also like, like those two are doing much better than the yeah, third yeah. one. <laughs> well, honestly, like come episode three, like. The three New Zealand queens are like the most compelling queens of the season to me. They are actually like, they're funny. They don't take themselves too seriously like the mm. Australian queens. Like they have not much to lose, but a lot to gain. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. So I'm enjoying them a lot more. Yeah. I think there's the thing where I think New Zealanders, I don't know, there's this whole thing where I feel like an Australian, it is really going to like hurt your pride to go yeah, off for sure. RuPaul's Drag Race early. Whereas for New Zealanders, it is really like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glad I was in it. And yeah, honestly, there's a like, space of expectations. When, so when Anita you know, Wiglet, her showcase episode, episode two, she killed she's it. She's the only her, one that's like, good yeah. in she was good at She was great in Snatch Game. And then her little monologue where she was like it's applying beautiful. her makeup, it was like an actress monologue because she just did like this little like, in breath like the editing I was like oh my god Anita <laughs> wiggle it girl wiggle it um, um, I got one final yeah uh, okay pop right. corner uh, to shout out and I won't go on it on it for too long uh, one because we got to get to this film and two because it might be embarrassing the reason why we were away is uh, because Cass was directing <laughs> single Asian female up at ATC it was very good how you absolutely ironic, nailed it she's not single true because yeah. how could she absolutely <laughs> portray like, you know? hard to, to relate <laughs> yeah uh, yeah how can you how, what was it like stepping into those shoes um, uh, yeah uh, and I just uh, so I was at the ASB Waterfront uh, Theatre it was really really great you had a wonderful uh, cast and crew who seemed just mm. absolutely delightful and it was really nice just popping up seeing all of your wonderful work and just seeing like the community that you formed up there so they got I've got lots of little gifts I'm yes. currently wearing a headband with little bobbles on it I'm like yeah. little animal ears <laughs> that adorable. one of the cast gave me uh, and I just put it on and I forgot I was still wearing it until this point <laughs> yeah rules <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's making a fashion statement. Yeah. Yes, and talking of fashion statements. Yes, thank you for taking I know. my love. I see you set it up. <laughs> yeah. It was like you threw the ball and I hit it. Great. Um uh, it's it like is time. if you stop to congratulate yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is time to talk about Cruella DeVille and 101 Dalmatian. Feature presentation. So, uh, everybody else's previous history with one and one. Well, so should we, 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 should we uh, like talk about how we arrived? Yes, mm. this was our first ever Twitter poll situation. Yeah, we were coming back from hiatus. Mm. <laughs> we, we did have a film that we were going to watch. I started watching <laughs> Step Up and I was like, fuck, this is boring. Um, <laughs> I still think we should do Step so Up we'll sometime. We'll get around to that. Maybe we get a guest. If you're a guest that would really love to come on yeah. and do Step Up sometime. Oh, we're um, doing all three of the films. Yeah. In the poll at oh, some yeah, point, yes. Um, and I know Cass had some like you know like strong opinions about Hook. I have and, some strong mm. opinions, you know, like yeah. So Dalmatians just... was in the air. This I, I arrived to this. Um, it wasn't my kind of decision, but uh, and on one day when doing the dishes, I was like, oh, there must be like a 101 Dalmatians musical. There wasn't. I tweeted about it, and then uh, a friend of the I don't even know if he listens. Mike, a <laughs> um, friend, friend of Mike us, my was friend. like, I'm um, excuse me, <laughs> there is a musical, uh, and in any way, we started talking about Dalmatians. And then we were like, 
Oh yeah, the the live action is yeah pretty much. And also, I mean, like we have a new reboot slash prequel. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred and one dimensions. The time is universe. right. Yeah. The time is right. So we put these three options to our listeners and our fans and our friends and our enemies, and they voted accordingly. And you know what? Yeah. Everyone likes a lot of, of Dalmatians. Everybody yeah. likes democracy. A hundred and one D. Yeah, and I think it's interesting in terms of the films we talk about. It's really clear when something when there is a passion for something. Mm. And our audience clearly have a, a passion for that that passion D. For fashion. Fashion for fashion. Yeah. For Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we all know who has uh, a passion for Dalmatian. Yeah. Um, so as we sit down to watch this, I remembered that I, I I have definitely seen it before, but I did not remember much about it at all except for the vague kind of broad strokes of it. But I did remember that I had an adaptation of this for Viewfinder, which I used to watch on my <laughs> Viewfinder as a small child, which for those of you that don't remember, it's like a little pair of binoculars where you flick the little little circle of images round mm. and it's good to entertain you for about five minutes as a child. Yeah. Uh, Which is a lot for a child. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's you like gotta, an eternity. It's fucking yeah. rugrats. you got to keep them still for, for five mm. minutes. Yeah. Uh, for this, for me, I had that rare experience which only happens sometimes where like, it feels like you've unlocked a part of your brain to your childhood where you just remember sequences like really vividly, like even line deliveries um, and like how they go. Uh... Uh, and there were only like certain sequences that I felt like I could remember that. Mm. So clearly, as a kid, I was like fixated on that bit. Mm. Um, and for me, it was like there's these video game sequences, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. And I just remember how the kid like delivered those lines, uh, who's reviewing it to um, Jeff Daniels, like creator, and also the video game animatics, which are designed to look like the 1960s. Um, animated version of 101 Dimensions. I remember, like, the cart and the dog running through and all that. Ruff, ruff, um, that it was like, holy shit, why does this feel, like, so intensely familiar? Mm. So that was real cool. The other connection that I have to this franchise is when I went over to Singapore in, like, uh, 2000, which I think uh, 102 came out. Um, the marketing was fucking everywhere. It was on these little business cards. It was on like um, uh, 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 billboards? billboards, like buses, like everywhere yeah. with these damn Dalmatians. Dalmatian me crazy. I know. <laughs> and I, it was so, the, the marketing was so effective um, that I went and, and saw it in a cinema, cinema and it was all kind of dubbed. So I essentially kind of missed what it was about. Um, and well, this is 102, right? Yes, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. 102, yeah. Um, which I'm also, I'd like to push forward for a mixed bag mm. in the future because mm. I am sequels. curious. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I feel like we could do a whole sequel, sequel series. Yeah, sequel I mean, with line. Cruella as well. Yeah, I mean, after our have... Mar- Streepson. Yeah, you know. well, obviously we have to get back our sequel queen, Miss Amy <laughs> Sullivan. Yes. Yeah. A big <laughs> we could just get only guests we've had before. Only sequels, <laughs> yeah, the sequels. Sequel guests. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the same. I mean, like, I, I think we all definitely watched this in our childhood. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. Like, mm. I just know I watched it. I watched 102 as well, um, which, you know, stars the famous Dalmatian with no spots, the big scandal. Um, but I do remember during 102, like, I think McDonald's had... Um, the Happy Meal promotion oh. that was like collect all 102 Dalmatians. And, I remember this. And yeah. I got a lot of them. Wait, there were literally where, 102 differently were, printed yeah. 
toys. Yeah. I don't know if we got them all here in New Zealand, but definitely around yeah. the world. I'm sure there were them, but, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, sure. We probably only got, like, to. 25 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was obsessed. I really wanted to have them all, but I got about six or seven. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the huge craze back then. Um, but imagine, as a kid, getting all 101 Dalmatians. I mean, what would you do with them? I, could, <laughs> yeah. I definitely had, like, a pencil case full of McDonald's toys I feel as a like kid. I feel like if you had the full set, that would probably be like a good payday for you. If you mm. if you wanted to part with your you could collection. probably sell that. Somebody would want it. Like the full collection, though. Yeah, if only the full. Yeah. If, you, if you've got ninety nine, nobody no. wants yeah. that. And now's the time. Yeah, but and a bitch two ain't one. Extra, <laughs> two extra bitches ain't one. Yeah. Uh, like the nostalgia is high for Dalmatians. I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I just want to talk I about them all just the time. Like the iconography of this movie. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. exceeds. The movie itself, yeah. so it's like imprinted in your brain. Yeah. yeah, and it's been it's a franchise that's been with us for a while now. Like yeah. the book is from the fifties, which is called A Hundred and One Dalmatians, and then wow, yeah. shocking! I know, incredible. <laughs> no, the book is the hundred and one. The hundred and one, right? Yeah, uh, it's like drop the the. Yeah, it's the sixties is a hundred and one Dalmatians, and yeah. then the ninety six. Uh, this one we just saw one oh one Dalmatians. Ooh, the digits. Yes. That's yeah. how it separates it. Digits and, are cool. And, then and for the digital age. Cruella. Cruella. Just like the huge departure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about this? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is kind of, like, ahead of its time because now we are inundated mm. with those live action live remakes, action remakes of, of Disney movies. Yeah. Well, this one actually was... Well, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But this was ahead of its time. Yeah. And used actual animals. Totally. Actual animals, no cool. Lion King style 3D yeah. things, except yeah. for a certain particular sequence, which we will definitely talk yeah. about later. But is it time for movie animals? Yeah, I mean, we're talking all about the mythos, yeah. the legend what? of the 101D. <laughs> but what is the D all about? Let's go to C for the M in the M. <laughs> Starting from... In O W. <laughs> okay, so in this version of the story, uh, we're introduced to Roger, who is a video game designer, and Anita, who is a fashion designer, both of whom have not met yet, but they both have big, lovely Dalmatians. Um, one day they're in the park, and uh, one of the Dalmatians meets the other one and leads his owner, so this is Pongo the Dalmatian, leads his owner Roger on a big like chase through London after Anita's dog, Perdita, or Purdy, um, and eventually this leads to a lot of crap crashes and falling in ponds, but the two of them right. meet, and they decide to get married very, very quickly. This upsets Anita's boss, Cruella, Cruella Deville, who is a fashionista who wants to uh, have Anita there to be her designer forever, and also has decided that she wants to use Dalmatian skins for her next design. Now, the two dogs have decided, are going to have babies, and so the two people are also going to have a baby, and then they, the dogs give birth to a litter of 15 puppies. Cruella comes in, tries to Five buy seconds. them, but instead she steals them to a mansion. The dogs like talk to a whole lot of other dog and barn animals and they all work together to save the puppies from Cruella's clutches. Oh, <laughs> not your finest gas, but still pretty clean. Pretty good. A lot of details. 101 yeah. seconds yeah. is what we needed. Which is, which yeah, is, should have had a few also, more. Yeah. Those like, you know, call ads from James. <laughs> Why? But it felt very homophobic. It's to always me. it's like, extremely aggressive, it's and like, it becomes more aggressive like, oh. every time. Yeah. I just you're so good at it that I want to find ways <laughs> to, rattle to, to rattle you. Um, um, yeah. Right. So well, yeah, as is customary, 
we judge the most valuable player. <laughs> oh, most, most, most visually, visually pleasing. Most visually pleasing. Oh, sports, get out of my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, out sports in hot. Yeah. Right? Hot so, butter. Yeah, we yeah. have a whole whole range of, of characters, most of which you kind of covered uh, there, Cass. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, for us, we all had, I don't know, I don't of want to speak humans. as I think, yeah, of I mean, I humans. feel like we can't, we cannot be judging animal MVP in no, this round. No. I don't feel qualified <laughs> for that, yeah. not being an animal. The cutest animal to me <laughs> oh, was the sheepdog. Yeah, the raccoon, raccoon was pretty cute. Yeah. I love the Sorry, raccoon. Dalmatians. Um, yeah, Dalmatians not winning for cutest not, animal. Very they cute, were cute, very but, cute. Yeah, they were they cute. They were cute animals. I think there were just too many of them to be like, To individuate oh, them. Yes. For me, it's not really like cuteness, but like admiration. I think was the um, I can't remember what kind of dog it is. Cause I, the I know, big old brown dog. Yeah, the when brown the brown dog started acting yep. out, brown dog, always, best actor, you know, best actor. Because the brown dog like acts out that the Dalmatians have been stolen by these criminals, ah, yeah. and then like puts the the sack like between its teeth and it gets up on its hind legs and, and like, like pantomimes getting inside yeah. the and bag. And I was like, wow. And, and we're like, oh. Like, honestly, like we, we have gone crazy for dogs in the past throughout the years as a culture. Like everyone like for one year was like, oh my gosh. And the artist, there was that dog and we're all like, Huggy, yeah. yeah. We were like, oh my gosh. And like, you know, Wishbone and um, oh, uh, wishbone. what else? Like we, we have clamoured for dogs and I hope that in... 1996. Look, I hope he won his Oscar yeah. for exactly. dogs. Yeah. They have the dogs. Yeah. They the, do have those dog Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doggos, yeah. Do- doggos. <laughs> yeah. Let me fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> Double check that that's They're, real. It's a huge, huge ceremony, and oh, they yeah. all wear bow ties. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so of the, humans, of the humans. Of the humans. Of the humans. Yeah, so I was actually, like, so, like, weirdly a- attracted to Hillary yeah. as a... Uh, one of the henchmen, yeah. basically. The I, goons. I feel like all of us were surprised, but happily surprised. <laughs> surprised <laughs> that we were attracted. Like, Hugh Laurie oh. kept, we were like, Hugh Laurie's looking good in is this, this film. Is this working for me? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, um, I so will yeah, find I a name. I don't know what his name is, but basically chat. these two robbers played by Hugh Laurie and the guy that plays Mr. Weasley from the Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. um, who, yeah, are just sort of. I think his name is Jack Williams. They're subjected to Jasper a lot of. Jasper and Horace. Jasper and Horace. Uh, Hugh is Jasper. Yeah. So they are subjected to a lot of Home Alone style sort of traps yeah. and falling Pretty over. Pretty much, it's like generally just just punching bags, just copy and paste from <laughs> yeah. Home Alone. Yeah, uh, but you know, probably pre that section, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. earlier part. Mm. I would agree. Laurie's looking good. He looked really good. It's like, like his eyes he... were popping. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's got he a little bit of blue scruff. eyes. He was giving yeah. me like kind of you know Guy Ritchie character a little bit. Like you it was know, a very like rough. for whatever reason they're like let's make these two characters like they're in the thirties. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else to like be a in little, the present yeah, day. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's like um, you know. Uh, London gangster, a little bit like, but in 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 the old timey sense. Mm. Um, but it worked. He was like scruffy and like you know, um, he's not. I don't think he's meant to be attractive. But oh no, it was definitely wasn't. Working. But it was working. It's kind of working. Yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah, you go. I mean, I I'm just gonna have to go ahead and do the obvious one, oh, which yeah. is of course our queen of outfits, Cruella. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, like you know, it's yeah. just iconic in every way like every yeah. time she came on in a different outfit which is pretty much every time that she comes on stage yeah. on screen it's a different like look from her all of mm. them are just gorgeous and wonderful and it's the problem where it's like you know 
the entire point is that she's supposed to be villainous because of her fur, but also the fur looks extremely oh, luxurious this is why and she's, good. This is why she's a great villain. It's, yeah. it's like, you like everything about her is horrible, disgusting, inhumane. But she's so wonderful. But she's so fabulous. That bitch is so yeah. fabulous. We just love, there was one part quite early on where she's talking to Anita in her office, which is also like everything, all of her interior design, her car, her yeah. house, everything is designed in a way that reflects her outfits. But she's got this assistant where she's just getting the assistant to hand the piece of paper back and forth between yeah. her and Anita <laughs> and rather than reaching across the table. And it's really just, that's that's her command of mm. the space. I feel mm. like that's, yeah. So, so Cruella knows she's a supervillain and, like, addresses her, like, life, like, dresses yeah. her life accordingly, like. Yeah, yeah, I was amazed, like, how far they went with it because her, like, lair, like, yeah, it looks like a supervillain. Like, it's she great. looks like she's out of, like, a comic book movie. Like, oh, it's so good. It's understandable why they're, like, leaning into it like a franchise. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of, like, yeah, treating it like that superhero mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And, like, she, you know, like, she is, you know, they, they call her, like, you know, a fashionista. She, I mean, she loves up to it. Yeah. Sometimes mm. in film, when a, some, a person is a character supposedly, you know, the fashion one. They yeah. really are. Yeah. Yeah. I like I appreciate it because like they, they dressed her in like obviously it's based on like a fifties book in a sixties cartoon. So they went with classic instead of like yeah, 90s. rather than nineties looking yeah. fashion. Yeah. It's very much of a no time and place. It's Absolutely. sort of timeless yeah. timeless yeah. silhouettes. And there's like there's distinctly different looks as well in terms of like yeah. there's that one with like the, the, the big hat that she has on when she like mm. discovers about the puppies uh, which looks like yeah really really different so many capes yeah. so much drapery I think you yeah. could get the pressured fishtail and there's so, yeah. there's so many patterns that should clash she's wearing black but and white with up. animal print with red with a wig that's fried like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like so it all goes together it's so good. and I think you would be like you might feel pressured in terms of that 60s one where like the the look of Cruella is so kind of distinctive to just follow that and I'm really glad that they just kind of I feel like they used that for their blueprint yeah. and then they created mm. that in a way that would live um, yeah. The, yeah so I mean this is more of a this is more of a fashion design MVP but oh, I think yeah. also Glenn sells oh, yeah. it so well, well we'll talk about Glenn in a we'll second yeah. but I also I also yeah. hear that the, the costumes in, in the new Cruella with, ah. with Miss Emily Stone mm-hmm. um, are impeccable Oh, so I might just good. watch it that's for that. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm right in the middle between those two. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna decide because you don't I have to decide. I, I'm not you gonna. Rules. I'm not You're gonna play in terms of the binary. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I get to have all pickings. Um, yeah. But yeah, all 101 pickings. All 101 <laughs> pickings. Yeah, uh, but honestly, like, yeah, it's between those two. There's not a lot of other. There is also, I mean, I would say I like mean, Jolie Richardson, who plays Anita, is beautiful, yes, she's but she, she's not but giving she's us not, a lot but in she's the not hot. character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot is different, you know. In terms yeah. of like having, it's not a hot energy, but just like a confident energy. Joan Plowright looks really good oh, for sure, her age. Yeah. She's playing um, Joan Nanny. Joan yeah. Plowright is, you know, like if if um, Roger left Anita for Nanny, I I mean I buy it. <laughs> yeah, and like we really get a divide between people who like feel comfortable like owning their star persona in this, like Glenn and to a lesser extent like Hugh Laurie and Mr. Weasley. Sorry, I forgot your name. Um, and it was Mark William, which is oh, such a, a non-discriminate. No, no. I mean, it works like, for his face, I guess. Yeah, like like leaning into like what makes you so charismatic as a performer, and I think Joan gets to give a little bit of that. Oh, like yeah. She is doing some wild choices with her voice, but it feels completely fitting yeah. for the nanny character. Whereas like... 
Yeah, our, our two love interests. One especially well, is we'll, just... We'll talk about them yeah. later. Yeah. Mm. So shall we move on to our bottles, all of our favourite Yes, and in fact, the film starts with some milk bottles. Um, uh, With uh, Pogo, not Pogo, Pongo. 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 Get out. (laughs) Pogo. Pogo. This isn't a... What's the the animated one? Pingu? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Pingu. Um, You're going to go for like a stick reference? Um, So it starts, and this is a bottle with um, Pongo... Pongo, my God, I'm I'm getting um, I'm overthinking it now. Pongo, like um, now you're just making sound. Yeah, what? Pongo, Pongo, Pongo grabs a milk bottle, like pushes a button, um, signs a into the computer. System. Basically, have you ever seen one of those like oh, it's a crazy inventor stories where he presses a button and then it like yeah. makes breakfast it's like, for it's him. It's like a Rube Goldberg yeah. machine. It's like that, but yeah. instead it's just the dog is like he's but, so you know, smart and knows how to make stuff Rube and press things. The Rube Goldberg machine for this film though yes. is like it's animal, animal violence. <laughs> Yes, so right. it's the alarm clock, like one of those like the classic. The very first image we see clock. is a classic alarm clock going ring, 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 fall off the shelf and bang onto <laughs> Pongo's head. Yeah. And all three of us were like, "Ah!" <laughs> Animal abuse. Um, but but he recovers valiantly. Yeah, as Pongo's this, a professional, as yeah. the star does. Um, and yeah, throughout, I mean, that Rube Goldberg machine didn't exactly get paid off, but it was very fun. It He's wasn't a smart really dog. A Rube he looks machine. after him. Yeah. But the but the performance of Pongo uh, and uh, Perdita uh, were both really they strong. were given like mm. um, they they like hold the first half of the film as oh, well yeah. as with Glenn. one thing we were really sad about is we waited through the entire credits to see the animals credited because we wanted to mm. see who played brown dog who played sheep dog like who yeah. and, they, and they, they didn't list the animal credits no. they just said animals supplied by animal performers limited yeah. or whatever it's like silenced and I'm just like wow this is yeah. give the performers credit where it's where Absolutely. it's due. and special shout out should be given to the trainers as well who are like helping yeah. craft that performance yeah. because yes, the humans yeah. do a lot of the work but you know <laughs> yeah but they're not you know the stars of the show no they're not in front of the camera they're not in front of the camera for yeah. a reason yeah get off <laughs> Jeff. You're not stage Jeff. You're not allowed on stage. Wake up, Jeff. Oh, wait, different different thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, Pongo especially, like, gives some really... There's, like, a moment where they think a dog has has died. Yeah, Yeah. so they they have a scene where the 15 little litter of puppies have all been born. And Um, also, spoiler alert, Perdita does not give birth to 101 Dalmatians. Yes, it is only 15. We were all like, oh, that's right. (laughs) It's realistic. That would also... not make sense if she's like, here's 99 pups. Fit to burst. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she gives birth to a normal sized litter of 15 puppies, which yeah. seems closer to normal size. Yeah. I don't know and about then, dog breeding. And then there was a scene where, where John Plowright just bursts in and she's like, she's 14, yeah. And then she hands over the body wrapped in a tea towel yeah. to, to Roger, who sort of is there. And we were like, we were all like, "There's a close-up." And we're like, "Are you going to show us a dead <laughs> dog? Please don't." Yeah, and Pongo um, is just like, "What?" Like, got this yeah. expression of, like, I don't quite understand what's happening, but if I understand correctly, then this is horrifying. And, like, for some reason... put a little tear in his yeah, alive, put, put a little, little tear in there. The subtlety and the restraint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very... Um, yeah, he didn't milk it. He didn't yeah. go too hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jeff was a little, you know, shaky, <laughs> but uh, Pongo, yeah, yeah, was bringing it. But, yeah, yeah obviously, then, then uh, he, he, poured, he, he... Roger poured gives him a the, stroke. Uh, and dog, dog wakes up dog again. And, and he's like, never mind, faking, wasn't dead. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? He got to be named by the nanny. Uh, and nanny named him Lucky. Lucky. 
And the dog acting and animal acting generally throughout this film. Oh. Like, stunning. Amazing. We were saying, like, yeah, in the 90s, it's that kind of period of, like... Um, dogs. Yeah, it was a, Beethoven. It was a moment for yeah. dog films. Airbud. Like, I feel like so many films I watched Homeward when I was bound. a kid were just these various films. Fly where... Away Home. That's yeah. classic dog film. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, our friend so Jeff. Jeff. Jeff loves Jeff, the animals. Oh, oh, like I mentioned this in the pod, I think, but that so freaks me out, Fly Away yes, Home. Yeah. Because Jeff I've and never Anna. Seen Fly Away Home. Yeah. No. No. Neither have I. But Jeff and Anna play father and daughter, and then in the Squid and the Whale, they play like lovers, which uh. it. To me. Well, it's, it's supposed to be like a, yeah, yeah, a super a dodgy professor like professor sleeping with a student. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but but yikes played, if it's like I knew you when you were a small child. I played yeah. your father. Yeah. Fly Away Home, very sweet film. Um Yeah. Yeah, very, very sweet. Yeah. Um and yeah, there were all those like I think there was ones about like parrots some, trying to get home. Parrot like, there was there was a lot of just a I dog mean, and a cat are friends and they walk. Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis, which was uh, the one with a lot of cats and dogs die. Yeah. We do like, have these movies now. They're just not real dogs. So like a dog's purpose. Yeah. You see like the ma- oh, the man in the CGI, the CGI and Harrison dog. Ford trying to act opposite the CGI. Well, that, one, that one's not dog's purpose. That's a different. Oh no, film. dog's purpose is the, the one where Josh the dog Gad dies one. Oh yeah, which one am I? There's another one with Harrison. I can't remember, but yeah, the, the CG yeah. dog yeah. which came and then out. There was, yeah. there was Marley and me, but that was like last decade. Yeah, I think and I really like there was a real, but it wasn't really and, like a dog. And no. dog's like, purpose and Marley, those are featuring real life dogs. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, I guess the choice that they always had was: Do you make the damn animals speak, or have like even if they don't speak, you have their thoughts narrated? Totally, or yeah. like that their voice maybe is narrated by somebody without like you know actually making their mouths CGI open. Yeah. But we're yeah. gonna have the things, you know and like that, I'm just really proud of them for deciding yeah. not to do that. For this yeah, because we get it, you yeah. know. Well, especially because the um, the '60s film has the dog speaking, so yeah. it's like you'd think the logical conclusion would be, well, let's do that again. But yeah. it's yeah. one of those things that can yeah make. It suddenly makes it cloying or annoying. Yeah, or, well, some, yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you don't have the technology, it makes you make more creative decisions. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's instead it's all in the edit, and it's you know you guys actually did film school, so you'll know what the effect is when it's like you show a battleship and then you show the lady's mm. face and it's, it's her responding to the battleship. Yeah, the Eisensteinian Eisenstein yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's all that where it's you know like it's like but but it's so well directed so that you can have like dog comes in and it sounds like he's painting and then it's like group of cows look towards camera yeah, group of sheep should. look towards camera and I'm like I'm so invested yeah. I gotta yeah. see what's happening Yeah, all the yeah, animals are friends they have each other's There's, back oh, this is the iconic it's like it's very like like, like the beacons of Gond- oh, to Gondor so like sort of bit where the dogs all call to the other dogs like the, basically but the we, puppies we, are being well, kidnapped we thought it was just all the dogs but then it's yeah it's like oh. the dogs first call to each other and we see all these different dogs passing on the, the bark yeah. but mm. then it's like we hear the like horses a, horses are neighing and the sheep are barring and yeah. there's a cat the raccoons. Everybody's all oh, sending so the whisper along. Together. Where are the dogs? We've got to find the puppies. And yeah, yeah eventually they. Hell, Joan Plowright joins in. Yeah. <laughs> she also was <laughs> roughing. Unexplained bitch. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's surreal that us as a culture got used to the thing of here's an animal we know it doesn't speak now let's animate the mouth to make (laughs) it look like it speaks because like what was the first film that decided to do that and did everyone just be like oh yeah sweet ass like did Babe do that I don't know if Babe was first though I don't think Babe did the mouths I think Babe just like did the thing where it showed the animal but then it just had the the speech I think Babe does it with the the sheep 
I know like cats and dogs and stuff the definitely mice. later on was yeah. doing it. Like yeah. Stuart Little, the cat, does the mouth. Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there like a like a 50s or 60s film that's just like, right, I don't think they didn't start doing over. the mouths at that no. point. They didn't yeah. have the technology. They didn't have the tech. Like, how would they so, have done like, that? Um, I also blame 80s, just 90s. all of these right. like 3D animated films where all the animals, they just talk. And all the animals, no matter what they are, are dogs. The horses are dogs. Everything they have, looks, yeah. They have dog characteristics. Yeah, it's one of the animation things. Yeah, right. Animation, yeah. We that that's how we got used to it, I guess. Yeah, we get Animal Farm and uh, yeah. um, what's called Aristocats. But yeah, I mean, it's stuff. the thing where like I think there's something so much more exciting about something like this, which for the vast majority, probably eighty percent, probably mm. even ninety percent of all of the animals on stage, it's either an animal or occasionally it's like a like physical puppet, mm. like yeah. an animatronic, um, which for which, the most part looked realistic, which looked really cool. Mm. Um, and it's like it's that's so exciting and mm. like much more interesting to see compared to something like the recent Lion King, where it's like, oh, we've three D some lions to make them look super realistic. It's so impressive. Well, and, I, and I remember as like, a oh, as a okay. kid, like you, it's the best of both worlds because you get those awesome animatronics, which as a kid I wasn't really clocking by the Jim Henson um, company, by the way. And like when it switched to CGI, I remember as a kid, like the dogs going through the so big... there's like one particular sequence which Yeah, is where they like CGI. drop down like a, a, a shoot. Hatch or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they fly through. And as we were watching this now, we were CGI. like, oh! But as a kid, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that looks different. I mean, it was definitely state of the art for 96. Exactly. But, sure. not, but it was not, just a little, right a taste, a little sprinkle. <laughs> and yeah. I think if you're getting a whole film of that with a Lion King, like the appeal like wears oh, off. And, like and yeah, CGI can be like a tool just to touch up little things in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's something even like even when it's just being used to touch up things or to smooth over and like to fix stuff, there's something that's kind of lost in the yeah. joy of seeing an actual animal. It's just do that so thing. impressive. Like, you know? um, like yeah, especially you know the animal MVP of the film. I think you know Pongo yeah. is the heart and soul of yeah. the film, but, but the technical but genius, technical genius brown dog, is the brown dog. Yeah, and brown that's not to so discredit. Good. I think like the you know team at Weta and the CGI uh, teams like do create incredible things but I, it's most useful kind of purpose is when it's like King Kong or like Godzilla like things that just don't exist in real life yeah. whereas yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have the Make option creatures. of yeah, yeah. it's nice to just be like this is a real dog and we this just trained dog. this dog and he walked across there and he stopped yeah. at the right time and he went bark, bark, and then he kept walking yeah. and I'm like yeah good job it's that's so why I wanted to see him in the credits yeah. yeah and you form a human attachment to it an emotional yeah. attachment yeah it's just smart animals and it's just like even the ones that aren't that particularly great like the cows or anything they're manipulated to look like exactly. they're understanding yeah. the, the way so it's, it's edited beautiful. makes it work yeah. and even with like the, the shit tons of Dalmatians like when it gets to be 101 or whatever they're all like tripping over each other it's just like <laughs> run over here and they're all like okay better go and they're all like falling over each other there's a shot where one of them literally like falls off a chair or something it was like oh, yeah. I think there's just one like Dalmatian it. that's meant to be like clumsy or something. Which I'm sure is because just they just use every time that <laughs> yeah. one of them is clumsy. They're like, yeah, that's yeah. the clumsy one. Well, and yeah. talking of that, we do get, like, it's kind of like the, the Seven Dwarves where we do get attributes to, to well, at least some well, of them. The way they're named. Yeah, like, we get Wizard and... Um, I guess Wizard, what Wizard, Wizard, Wizard is. Yeah. yeah. He wheezes on things. Dipstick is one that has its, uh, like, its, it's tail is, like, black. black. Um, uh, which feels like an offensive name. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I don't know about that one. Dipstick. Also, can we talk about the names... Well, Cass explained Perdita, which comes so from... So Perdita, Perdita. I'm pretty sure it's a winter's tale yeah. is the, where she's the, she's one of the characters. Right. But so what yeah. a typical dog's name. But yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it, 
Like, it's, it's, she, Anita yeah, was really into yeah. Shakespeare and she named it after that. Yeah, I don't know. maybe from the children's book originally. Because in the original no. book, that dog was called Mrs. And there's ah. another dog oh. called Perdita who comes along and is the nurse of the dogs. I guess it's not like a when good... When the nanny thing. comes in, yeah, they Pongo also get a misses. dog's I don't think it's a good look for a dog to be called <laughs> Mrs. Even in the, yeah, in the 90s, they were like, oh, maybe that's a fit. I mean, even in the 60s. Well, oh, they, in the 60s. Yeah, they, the 60s, right. they were still like, good at it. Story but is, I think in the 60s, they were just like, it doesn't make sense for there to be two female adult yeah. donations in the story. But yeah, it gets confusing. Like, if, if, like, you know, like, if we follow canon and, like, you know, um, Roger Dearly yeah. <laughs> and Anita... Wiggle it. <laughs> I don't know what her last name is. Um, Anita Dilly now. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if he named his, like when they were both single, if he named his dog Pongo and she named her dog Mrs. Girl. Yeah, it's like, wait, who are you waiting for? But like, I mean, like, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me coming from Anita. We'll talk about her I later. I know, yes. Yeah. Um, not, not exactly our feminist but, queen. <laughs> no, but Pongo, what a wild name. Pongo Iconic. feels very like, he's just like, look, I found a few syllables and I popped them together. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're, as yeah. we were saying before, like, the naming of dogs is not especially inventive. Like, they, yeah. are, oh. they are a basic couple. Um, but we'll get to that yeah. in a bit. Yeah. Um, Who I'm, else? Should talk about Glenn for a yeah, while. Yeah. Yeah. From those bitches to 100% that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the thing about Cruella DeVille in the uh, 60s cartoon, apparently the, the, the relationship given between her and Anita. They're friends, it, right? They went These, to school together. Yeah. Uh, Which is so ridiculous. That's to me. wild. Well, she's it's an wild. old ass lady. She's just like, look at the cartoon, she's like decrepit. Yeah. yeah. And then Anita's like this young lady. And it must be the same age that they went to school together. That makes no sense. Oh, all. I remember the old age. Yes, my chum. And it's, it's like, and she's not like a person that's in fashion at all. Like, she just no, likes like fashion. When, that's so like that's when like we find out that Dr. Evil and Austin Powers like went to school together. Although, there's not a huge age difference there, it's but the it's same just answer. like. <laughs> I know, I, I know. To but me, with that, it's, it's like, like they it's feel like, like such different energies. <laughs> we were like, yeah, oh, surely she can't have been a 13 year old mother. And then we saw the actual photos of her and we're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mimor. Like, she aged well poorly. Um, but yeah, so they make it to make more a bit more sense here yeah, where yeah. she's the boss of this fashion empire yeah. and Anita is her employee, though. Given what we've just been saying before about how like she to- like Cruella totally owns the fact that she's like a fashionista yeah. queen with her outfits, I do not buy at all that Anita is a fashion designer. No, absolutely she looks, not. She's no. such a plain Jane Very way. Like, she doesn't seem to have any interest yeah. in this fashion. And like this isn't really a flaw because it's kind of charming. Uh, Right off the bat, Galena's like, I love those spots. Oh my goodness. Ooh, where did you get inspired from? Donations? She's like, like, yes, I have these dogs. And she's like, I'm very interested in them. She's like, imagine if I made this coat, I'd be wearing your dogs. (laughs) And then, like, she's like, like, okay. okay, Oh, interesting. And then when she finds out she's having puppies, then Cruella comes around and is like, oh my gosh, can I have them? I want to buy them. I have no use for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Puppers! Babies! Yeah, so she's very upset that Anita is now pregnant and is uh, clearly going to be quitting her job um, because she wants her to stay forever at the fashion company because Anita, like, they have sort of like a weird job interview where Anita says, like, oh, I, like, you know, I, I don't see myself staying here forever. In fact, I'd quite like to get married. I'm just like, and we're like, and it's honestly, 96. You can honestly, keep your yeah. fashion designing job. Cruella like, makes, like, a good point where she's just like, 
Girl, I have mean, some ambition. Yeah, yeah back you're, yourself. you're a talented fashion designer. Yeah. Stay in the company. I want you to stay. Yeah. Um, and like her designs are out. pretty interesting. Like Yeah, her yeah. designs are good. That's why I'm just like, I do not buy that she made these designs. No. She'd yeah. be wearing something much more interesting if yeah. she yeah. was the designer. Of she this. doesn't have to be as flashy as Crow, but, but like, she'd be some wearing sense, something some that sense feels of fashion, style. You know? yeah. She just seems like, you know, she has like the, the Meg Ryan slash Rachel here. Girl next door look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then yeah, obviously. So the the puppies are on the on their way, and the baby is on its way at the yeah. same time. And Cruella has this great scene where she she does the babies yeah. line. But um, I think I really like Glenn in this role because she knows she's in a cartoon. Oh, it's and everything is yeah. ele- up to eleven. Yeah, it's just, she's it's like so her body's extreme. dilated. Like she knows exactly what kind of movie mm. she's in. Yeah, she's playing it to that level. It's so gleeful. It's yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. Having such fun being. Mm. This and it's so funny because like. I think, you know, like they had like Sigourney Weaver originally for this role, and I'm like, I just can't picture her. I'm yeah. sure she would have done a, a I mean, great I'd love job. to see it, just yeah. to see how it was, but this is such yeah. an iconic performance. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and I think it could be a real danger if you were like, cool, go up to 11, you're a cartoon character, and it's an actor that doesn't like quite know how oh, to yeah. like picture This could have yeah. really been a train wreck. Really bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And just the glee that she like, she's clearly enjoying this character. She yeah. loves being in these like slinking around. You, these get, you get the feeling. I don't know ups. for certain, but like, there's like you feel like she's kind of improving and riffing. There's like a bit where she drapes um, uh, a, a tiger. What kind of tiger is it again? Oh, so, it's like a Siberian like a tiger. Siberian tiger that she's like managed to like she kill from off the from the zoo, zoo and got yeah. her like backstreet. Uh, a tenor to, yeah. to and she's all draped in it and she's like mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all and then she like puppeteers the tiger's mouth and is like you my darling or something the way that that's you. shot it's is, just you the way that it's cut out it looks like it was like she was just then doing you know a full minute long take of her improv yeah. in front of the mirror yeah. with this tiger thing before they cut and they just cut yeah. it off early and honestly it's, she's yeah. funny the character's funny, funny. It's funny. Oh, hilarious. Like, it's good easy to just be like you know like I'm just a grand dame yeah. It's like she, she leaned into the comedy. Yeah. She gave it her all. Like, almost like even a precursor to like something like Catherine O'Hara's performance. In, like, I, well, yeah, I mean, we were I saying. Mean, Moira Rose Creek. feels extremely inspired. By yeah. Her yeah. And like, even the delivery. Yeah, yeah. You think of like Bebe's. That is legit. Right from there. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to say Maybe. it. I mean, I know she's credited first, but this could have been a Best Supporting Actress win because, like, she's not the lead yeah, of the did, film. I would not call her the lead of the film. No. no she's, I mean, the dogs are the leads the of the leads. film. The leads. Or even then, even from the humans, the, the leads humans are the, the, the couple. And yeah. Roger. And I mean, yeah. you well, kind of yeah. see more of, like, like the second half of the film, it's just like all the criminal show. Yeah, you see a lot humans. of like Hugh Laurie and Matt Williams. Talking of she, talking she of she deserved um, Golden Globe nomination for best actress in a comedy slash musical. Golden Globes, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, talking of those criminals, and you were saying things that were genuinely funny. I found a lot of the physical humor oh, like yeah. really surprising <laughs> and comedic. Maybe yeah. Like, I don't know if I found it surprising. I felt like there was good timing, yeah, but I yeah. thought it got quite repetitive. It got, it got quite repetitive, yeah. but. I I think what they were doing was like, like in terms of like, there's like a bit where like people fall on an electric fence, which is like fine, but then their bodies get like yeah. fly they, off into the they air. Fly off, which is ridiculous, but also the way they acted it and the way they slinked off. Yeah, as they walk, they still like that the current keeps sort of fizzing yeah. out. Yeah, so like they, they knew away. what the joke is, but they like stretched the joke to its limit where it got the maximum amount of yeah. funny out of it. Yeah. Instead of just being like, this is funny because, you know, convention yeah and just Let's stopping move on. at that like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and so, yeah, throughout there were just, like, a couple of, like, surprise hits. There's, like, a bit where Hugh Laurie gets, like, hit by something. I can't remember exactly what, but, like, all throughout, it's just, like, boof, ooh, ooh, like, that are, yeah, really a lot more refreshing than you would think from, like, a typical, like, you know, mixed bag 90s film. Yeah. And these two, I mean, these two hooligans, they, like, they're fine. Like, they're solid. They had, like, this weird subtext at the end where they... (laughs) Could have been, you know. <laughs> yeah, Jasper says to to Wallace, is it? Horace. Um, he's um, like, oh, I think they go down there. If I was well, a puppy well, track. B- before this, they have obviously had. Generally, like, Jasper is just always yeah, just, just on Horace's case. Dunking on yeah, Horace. Yeah, right, right. I, think, I would hierarchy. say that before you guys come there, I think canonically they were brothers originally. So well, we did not know that. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't look like they're, brothers. They're not portrayed as brothers. They were not mentioned as brothers. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, he he finally like um, Horace, Horace manages to yeah. figure something out in terms of where where the the puppy prints have gone in the snow, and Jasper says, "I love you," and, uh, <laughs> and, like, and Horace is just kind of like disarmed. <laughs> I mean, if they were brothers, that could also that yeah, it could it also work in terms of like works, you've acknowledged head, me, you've seen me. You know, much less like, interesting. And out here, yeah. we don't know if they're brothers or not because it was never made never clear. mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, in terms of, like, Disney always being, like, trying to claim its gays and being like, no, no, there was a gay person in there, just in that crowd scene. Um, yeah, they could have <laughs> cited this one. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What are right. there, any other bottles before we move on to our... I mean, I just want to just double check, double going over the production design and yeah. the... Um, the costume like, design. The, Honestly. We talked about the costume design, but the production yeah. design to sort of, like mirror that in the mm. sets as well mm. like particularly all of Cruella's things all of her places the like big old mansion that's oh, dusty so that they've good. got all of that sort of stuff it's yeah. still gorgeous and great and fun and campy mm. um yeah, yeah. i wonder what they'll do with the the new yeah. movie and, and you know like uh, Emma Stone has big shoes to fill. Very. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like I don't I mean this obviously the they can, but I actually just, the whole thing with the Cruella film like, I know, James, you're saying that you've heard lots of good reviews of it. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want nuance for cr- from Cruella I don't, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, not, What I'm, I love about I'm this not saying character the reviews. is that she's so, she's huge and cartoonish and evil. Yeah. And yeah. I don't and, want and a film way, where she's the good guy. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I want her to just do schemes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm well, happy I, if it was a film where it was like, ah, it's all just Cruella's younger days as she plotted and schemed well, in other times. There is plotting and scheming. I think I let's just reserve judgment. Yeah, I think, like, I think, we, should, I think yeah. we, we were talking around Emma Stone. Oh, I did a tweet where I was like, I think Emma Stone's still her best film is Easy A. And like, if there's sections of Cruella where she gets to go full like ham in terms of Fun, becoming yeah. the Cruella that Glenn Close is playing, that'd be great. I, I, think, I think we probably will still get, get some origin story. Yeah, like, I think that was whatever, like, I haven't but, seen Maleficent, but I feel like from what I've heard, that was the weakness of the film where they tried to like uh, give yeah, the Maleficent whole a Maleficent heart is or that something. It's just that she was the good guy the whole time. Which I, like, which I which hope they don't like... do with Cruella. I think to me when I saw the Cruella trailer, it looked more like, you know, Joker, but make it girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Joker, Joker make it fashion. Joker plus girl boss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I don't know if... Like, Glenn's accent was great, like, for what it was, you know? Yeah, it's just yeah, like, she's good. I don't yeah, even consistent. know what... What was she doing? She was doing just, British, just but it was character British. British. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, uh, I didn't even just register yeah. it as a, yeah, so as a I voice, do, yeah. I think Emma does have a good British accent, but it's a bit generic, so I, yeah. I, I yeah, hope she does, does um, yeah. a good... 
Well, juicy. Talking of our fears of of negative side of things, let's chat through our bananas of this film. Mm. So the big banana, I hope for me, is is our couple, um, our our lead lead characters. Yeah, they're just very boring. They're so boring. First of all, I mean, Jeff Daniels is okay, like, but he doesn't also do a lot to, like, elevate the role. There's not much to elevate, There's really. There's not much there. They're very underwritten yeah. as characters, which is probably because the source yeah. material underwrites but them. It, but, you could, but you could expand that, you yeah. know? You could yeah. Them but toe to toe, I feel like, you know, from what we were shown, I think he's obviously the better actor of the two of them. Yes, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we can see him working a bit harder. Yeah. They've yeah. got their meet cute scene, yeah. and it feels like he's trying to do the whole thing. Oh, he so understands by this woman and she's and just like, going like oh you're you're here you're, you're soaking wet. wet you must have fallen in the pond that was very silly of you and yeah. it's very it's like, like okay playing the bumbling kind of like <laughs> oh I don't know but this girl is real pretty yeah um, and, and I, I, you hope in terms of that character if he's being like bumbling and silly yeah, then she, she should be like that, yeah. bright and alert and like oh what how um, dare you you know like affronted give him uh, something to play on yeah, yeah. and I she also, was kind of giving us nothing nothing well we'll talk about her in a second but I also thought he kind of nailed, when in his interactions with Cruella I think he nailed the little beats of being like telling the story of of their little relationship of him her completely dismissing him and yeah, yeah. him being like wait this lady, like, yeah. there's not something this wrong sucks. with her. I don't like her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sad that he does not sing the song Cruella de Vil. No. no, yeah, that's a real um, shame. So yeah. in the, in the, the, the animated real version, dumb. he, like, classically is just like, oh, what? she's here to, <laughs> to visit. What? what? No, you just said, <laughs> like a, like a is there a pun like behind a that? Or are we just like, it's real dumb. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's no. like a half pun for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you okay. were just like, it's stupid. <laughs> But it works in itself. If you hadn't called it out, <laughs> well, um, I didn't call it out. I just gave you a look. Um, it does appear yeah, in the credits. I think the thing, yeah, and the thing is, on the 1960s one, he's a songwriter, whereas mm. he's been updated to a, a, video, a video game, game which design maker. is another kind of banana of this film. <laughs> like it's like look, I think the video game sections were enjoyable to watch as a kid. You're like, that looks like a cool game, and yeah. I do like the little boy who's the like video game tester. But yeah. the the industry of game design, man, they have no idea. Yeah. Maybe in the 90s this was how it worked, but I, I find it hard to believe we see that like, it was like one guy works in his home office for and, years. Well, and the way that he's testing it, we can see him do a tiny bit of like coding, but not but translating really at all coding. to it. We just see and, just cartoons well, on the screen and like the he's way that, a movie. And the way that he tests it is he plays it and then his dog Pongo's like boring. Yawn, when he does his dog yawn, and he's like, ah, oh, you're he's right, like, Pongo, oh, but it's boring. If I'm doing a game about Dalmatians, I must therefore test it against and dimensions. Yeah, and then the, the, the end, like, he takes it into the boss, I guess. I don't know how this mm. sort of well, yeah, freelance construct video game is. You know, He's like, pitching it to the game company yeah, and, and the, they get the, the boy the, to test The it. only testing is just one sole kid one tester. Six, there's one boy and they're like, he's been, he's chosen the best game of the summer every year since he was six. Yeah. And we're like, okay. okay. Um, and then, yeah, Go once off. he gets the approval of the boy. Go off, king. Of, yeah. of, of the boy king. At the end, they've become like multi-millionaires yeah. and own a giant country estate, apparently yeah. based wanna, on his income from the game. To host all of those Dalmatians. I want to give a better love to the boy king because he oh, absolutely sold yeah, good. I, his I liked scene. him. He's he was good. good. He's yep. um, He's got little glasses. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah I trust but his judgment. Just, just to round out that little section of like the big mansion, the big mansion is the tackiest oh. thing I've ever fucking seen. Yes, uh. as it's we like, zoom out, we sort of do like a helicopter. I guess it would be a drone shot now, but I assume it was the 
whatever they helicopter put, helicopter or something where we sort of zoom from them sitting on their garden surrounded by some Dalmatians out to see a sort of whole, whole wide shot of the manor. Well, it's fuck tons Dalmatians. They've got and like we, and then we see there's more and more and more and then it's more than 101. There's now there those ones have now bred and there are mm. more because none of them are getting their dogs fixed. Which I'm <laughs> no, like, Jesus I know. Christ, stop your dogs breeding. Um, and then yeah, they we see in that image that their actual house itself is Dalmatian thing. It's like they took this like old English manor. It's and like they, a historic <laughs> place, oh, you know, wow. protected estate. And they just like took a can of like black and white okay, paint. Just went on the is wall. Is that supposed to be the same manor? Is that Cruella's manor? Or is it just I like mean, a manor? I mean, it's not made clear. Like, they just be. got a manor. They got one somehow. Because this game is so, so good. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it could happen. And it was like that's one year later, and they don't show us the year of hell no. in which they had 101 Dalmatians yeah. living in their like sort of two-story. Little yeah, while well, they weren't raking in the money. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but so that's Roger. Anita. 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 As we've said, she's very drab. She's very yeah. girl next door. She's very boring. But she's, her performance she, is just flat. She's fine. She does the lines well, but it's her face. Yeah. She gives nothing. She, um, you know, she says, like, lines, you know, she she goes against um, Cruella, and then, like, when she first meets Roger, it's like there's a bit of tension. Well, she says the lines well enough, but the face is, Jolie is not, not no giving in the face. There's no there. expression. It's just, yeah. it's just very, it's like, dead. oh, yeah. Not like her just, mother, yeah. Vanessa. It's, 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 she's very pretty. Yeah. But that's really the, I feel like she was cast for that. Yeah. As opposed to acting ability, really. Um, yeah. Which yeah. seems mean, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's how I mean it's it's not working in this film. They should have yeah. cast her sister Natasha, yeah. who served in what's that film? Parent Trap. Another oh. another transatlantic um, mm. connection marriage. One of the other problems in this film is um, so when they have their meet cute. Uh, oh my god! They you know they have their meet cute and their dogs are in love and the dogs selling it. Doing fantastic. Oh, the dog oh, romance. The is, it's like the cuts between Beautiful. no chemistry from the, the the humans to all the chemistry between the, the dogs. Yeah. And so these two are like, oh, maybe we should, you know, stick together. Maybe we should hang out. And um, <laughs> they... The, <laughs> maybe we should hang out. Yeah, Jeff Daniels, they like come around to someone's house. I can't remember whose house it is. It's house. Jeff. Yeah, and they, well, they're the, having... The way they meet is because, like, Jeff falls into a lake. Yeah, oh, yeah because Pongo wet. spots Perdita and is like, I'm going to run after this other the dog, yeah, and, and he's on his bike on my boat, and then he pulls he pulls um, Roger along yeah. on the bike, and you know lots of crotch humor here because you know Pongo runs down some steps and, and you see him straddling that bike. Boing, 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 but boing, the boing. thing for me is it like sure there's crotch jokes which I don't love, um, but I think the thing is like what really does it for me or doesn't do it rather is like when films are like. Oh my god, my fucking dick, bro! Like they really <laughs> leather that's, it on. That's verbatim from the film, actually. Yeah. yeah, but like that dumb and dumber of like, oh my shrinky winky, which is <laughs> which an is actual line from yeah, the film. Yeah, that one, Maybe not weird. said by Roger, um, but <laughs> but like this like weird obsession with like dicks hurt when they're hit. Like <laughs> I mean, we had it in the nineties, but like if you don't lather it on too thick, thick I'm fine with it. It's like yeah, a fart joke. There's a, a fart joke, joke in this, yeah. a pig farts, 
brilliant because it's laying, <laughs> the pig is laying on Cruella Deville. I cannot and stress little- this enough. When Cruella Deville thinks she's found a dog's tail, she pulls on it, a big pig <laughs> falls on her and then farts on her. <laughs> and then see- she falls into we molasses. We see her little feet dangling as well yeah. underneath the pig, which is this the best She so falls much. into molasses and there's and this the huge, bubble. huge bubble in front and of her face you- that makes her look like an oh. HR Giga-like creature. <laughs> it's two, so strange. She comes things. out of the vet uh, and she looks like the toxic Avenger. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the and then she goes up. The weight. Yeah, she's like this huge shambling creature <laughs> refusing to take off her, yeah, her still fabulous her, outfit. Her, her the thing about the molasses is visually it looks like poo. It's so yes. it's like you think she's covered in poo. Yeah. And you think that's the end of it. She's covered in poo. She has this huge monologue. Honestly, I feel so good for those animals who got to experience a direct monologue from the Glen Close. And she says, I'm, you're all going to get chopped up, little sausages, little meat. Fuck you all. Uh, putting them through immense trauma. And so the horse, who is fearless against Glenn, yeah. like has previously tried to kill her by like... Just kicking her kicking, straight in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the horse has figured it out this time. They like stand on a bit of wood and the wood is what also what Cruella is standing on and she gets ejected out a window, smashes through the glass and into mud. I think um, that was the which molasses. I think the molasses. No, 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 no. That was the mud. What, yeah. what, the molasses the, the, was that she fell through the trap door, which one was, of the that was the raccoons. Okay, yeah, raccoons. the raccoons was yeah. the raccoon who had her hat. Yeah. Yes. See, and I think, think that yeah. the, the, my one criticism of that, my one banana of that, is the molasses is so good. It's yeah. so, yes. yeah. so, so heightened good. that you the can't beat that. The mud is a letdown. That. This is yeah. the thing. I was deciding, I, that's more. what I was saying a bit earlier about how some of the slapstick for me, though, I think the timing of it mm. is good. It gets a bit repetitive. Like, yeah. you have yeah. well, Cruella falls on molasses and then she falls on mud. Yeah. The guys, like, the two other, the... the Jasper and Horace. And whatever. Yeah, the Jasper and Horace are chasing puppies, and we have so many repeated bits where they're about to get the puppy, but then they slip on ice and fall. Yeah, that's like, true. And with the bicycle game, like, like, again, like yeah, yeah. they get like yeah. pulled by the bicycles. With a bicycle, yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff gets, you know, like he he's getting pulled gets along by his thrown, thrown into the water. He gets thrown into the lake, and then we have this like introduction scene between the two of them. They know each other, and then after we've had our meet cute, we go our separate ways. Yeah, Perdita starts running. She starts and running. She pulls, she pulls her mistress Anita, along. Anita, and, yeah. and it's and ultimately to like pay the, off the with lake. her falling in the lake. But it it's still like a, a time like the sequence it's is still just, extended a bit too much. Well, to, to us, we were watching that scene. We we're like, we just Ramp did this. this. We just yeah. did this. Yeah. So there um, is, yeah, there's a few bits like that in terms of just the physical storytelling where it gets kind of like, okay, yeah. we've seen this bit, we can move on. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. But to come back to that lake story, they're both wet now. Yeah. And then they come back to Jeff Daniels. Yes, house. yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, Roger. Yeah. And and, and and they're and the, like the, this, the, seeing that the dogs yeah, are the falling dogs are in love. Clearly fucked. Yeah, they, they're like they're they up. all over each other. The pheromones are like all yeah, in the room. they're they're like not even in the horny stage. They're in the like I love this person, yeah. this dog um, stage, this yeah. canine. Um, yeah. And so Jeff says the wildest thing I think I've ever heard <laughs> oh a human God. being say. Which is like of all the red flags in the world, I like know. this is how you know Anita's thick. Like yeah, yeah they're all cold, and he was like, "Would you like another?" cup of marriage uh, 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 tea and it's like what? <laughs> and he's, he's going straight to marriage. Well they, the, and- tease, the tease was like oh looks like these two have fallen in love with each sure, other. Sure right yeah. And, and that's, like, he's like, like we can't, our dog's going to be so sad, sad. when yeah. you go home. 
and, she, and, he, and then he says, yeah, do you want a, another cup of marriage? I mean, tea, <laughs> tea. I clearly said tea. Terrifying. And then, and then wildly she says, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and they played this whole routine. <laughs> it's like the subtext is laid on thick yeah. like molasses. Because we cut, the molasses was, well, we cut the church windows. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but at the very end of that scene, also distressing like the alarm clock, is they've got a fire going and then one of the blankets just catches oh, yeah. fire. Well, while they make love. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, or oh, oh, is that a problem? <laughs> like, maybe the, there's dogs. It there's... was a metaphor for the heat of I the get passion. it, but, yeah. like, yeah. it's a bit too distressing for me. I yeah. did enjoy, And then they full though, on get married. Yeah, in their wedding. They have their wedding. Yeah. yeah. But also, with their, like, t- like army of little ring bears yeah, and flower girls. There's a whole lot of flower kids yeah. just hanging out. But yeah. also, it's the wedding of Purdy and Pongo, which they is so sweet. And then outside in the lawn, they have their guests of like a gaggle yeah. of hounds and bitches. Yeah, they they did a <laughs> oh 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 before that gathered them all cute, as well. Cute. Yeah. Um, one they, thing, and there's the timelines here. I'm well, like, how long were oh they together God. before they got married? Was it literally like the next day? Because it's like Who clearly knows? we have to like because you got to so organize speedy. quite a big also, wedding. Like it was a pretty fancy wedding. But there was yeah. like we can't even infer that it was that long because um what's her face anita had a deadline to yeah. make a dress for cruella and as we learned when i googled it uh you know dogs basically have about a 58 to 68 day gestation for their mm. pregnancy and we find out pretty soon after this wedding that the dogs uh, are gonna have babies and yeah. i don't think the dogs waited until marriage yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean they got busy you know yeah. after that sure. like um that one of the other bananas of it for <gasps> Do me. Do you think they both got pregnant that night? Yeah, oh, they got married the next no, day. Yeah, Big white wedding. Yeah, found some random night. kids off the street. One of my other problems. Paper. They were in the paper for their marriage. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, it's like it takes so long for this movie to like get going, yes. and part of the adaptation process is I think like those old Disney films from the sixties. Like they're pretty fucking tiny. I'm not sure how long 101 Dalmatians is, but mm. I imagine it's like a 60 to like 80. Fact check me if I'm yeah. if I'm wrong. But like there's not a ton of like plot to it. Mm. I'm not sure if like the original film if they still like haven't met and, and then they get this together. Is based off a book, yeah. Mm. And I think the thing with the book is that the book is. Like, it's got longer and more sort of, you know. Sure. Also, so they're, like, split between the two. So that's the thing. We're like, there's more details. We're like, oh, and then this person married yeah. this person. But it, like, this it happened, t- and then it, they had all talked through magical dog talk. Yeah, so with, like, this, it's, like, taking so long for the actual, like, engine of the film to, like, mm. start up. Mm. We're, like, meeting these characters and getting together and sleeping together. And then, oh, my God, let's get married. And, oh, my God. And then finally, Cruella's, like, puppies? What? Like, it's, it's like, first 40, act, 50 minutes before the fucking act, puppies show up. Needed more. Dogs. Yeah. And there's not and even 101 more, of them. Yeah. There's yeah. 15. The first act needed more dogs and yeah. needed more koala. We yeah. did not need yeah. a ton yeah. of. Like, and then it's so weighted on the other side of like, and then it's just antics for like a whole hour or so. Which we love. I mean, in some ways, I think it's the same problem here that we have with the more recent live action adaptations Mm. where it feels like it has to include all of the things that are in the animated film. Yeah, the the origin story. Rather than editing it Mm. down and being like, okay, let's use the live action remake as an opportunity to say we don't have to show like these two. That's true. Although I think it's more understandable with this because that was what, 30 years ago and the Disney Renaissance hadn't been so imprinted. Yeah, I guess that's true. Whereas now, like, it it wasn't that long ago. Maybe 20 years. 
years. It's like a slavish but, devotion. But I'm like, yeah, if exactly, you, but yeah. if, if it's a thing where, the, but in some ways, it's like that means that you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to but, do the same thing because people I do don't think, remember it. Yeah, they, not I do miss think it. they could have. Yeah, condense it. They could have been already a couple. Like, yeah, you could some, have just had like yeah. they're already a couple, and they find out the dogs. The main tension is between them and Cruella. Like, yeah, and then it's just like it's all about the dog the dog napping but like the first stuff. like few minutes could even just be like a storybook being like in the opening yeah. it could be like a five minute scene of like background here's background, how I met your mother yeah because like the weird thing is like at the in the second half of this film like the the human uh, lovers just completely disappear like they yeah. don't exist yeah. Joan Plowett doesn't exist and it's so, and so much like, better at that yeah, point sure. totally, like, that's totally. really where the movie picks up but if you if you wanted to create something that's a little bit more interesting and like give these characters a little bit more kind of life like yeah what is it you know are they also doing a subplot and stuff like think about how lovely like the family of like Paddington is like we don't have to fucking suffer through them we enjoy them <laughs> like we're like, not like Jesus Christ Mr. Brown again yeah, like we're I like we love that <gasps> what's that you suffered through it yeah I suffered through Paddington not a lover like oh okay oh, no. damn oh, no. me against the world even I'm in sorry. Paddington oh. too. Oh, even more in Paddington 2. Oh. That, scene, that scene in The Barbers, again, so frustrating. The scene where? In The Barbers, where, like, he oh, messes yes. up. He's trying his best. I hate him. Well, that's that's <laughs> distressing, but, yeah. Honestly, if he was a person, I would, like, hate this person. Okay, but but wow. you like Paddington 2 because wow. of the Hugh Grant stuff? I or? do like Hugh Grant. I okay. like him because he's trying to kill Paddington. <laughs> <Okay>. That's <laughs> And you stand Nicole Kidman when his skin... <laughs> Oh no, taxidermy. It's so taxidermy, yeah, so Matt would be really wow. into a Cruella Paddington crossover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, cinematic universe. Let's do it. Um, wow, yeah. I just I need time to recover. This is some <laughs> some news. This is a hot take. An hour twenty three into the this podcast. This is not very kind or polite of you. No, yeah. no it's not. <laughs> yeah, uh, talking about being kind and polite, we should probably be kind and polite to our listeners yeah. yes. and start to wrap on also, up. Just want to say, fair. like, this movie is hundred and forty minutes, which you know felt a bit long to us the new Cruella two hours 15 you better have so, a lot of backstory yeah you know you better make it good yeah you know? tell me the story of the Baroness um another Emma Emma Thompson do you remember that they remade the you know that what is that what is the one with the spaghetti and the dogs the late the Lady and the Tramp Lady and the Tramp they remade it and it looks terrible it's did, on did just, they do a live action of that I think it's just a CGI the oh, dogs are CGI no, it's like a Disney no, Plus exclusive no, no. No. no, I just threw up it's a little in my mouth. The first movie I ever saw in the theaters. Mm. Oh. Mine was Mulan. Mine, I do not recall. Yeah, it's I mean, clearly it was, a, it was a re, it was a re-showing. Obviously, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, old yeah. enough to have been yeah. <laughs> seeing it in the 40s or whenever it came out. So but, yeah. I think it's time. Uh, just as uh, these little Dalmatians are chucked yeah. in a bag, let's oh, decide <laughs> if we should in a bag, bag or bag, or do we biff that bag? Yeah, yeah. Bag or boots. Man, I was expecting this to be a lot more mixed than I thought. Um, there is problems, obviously, the the structuring of the story and the human characters, but, like, okay, first half, you've got two expert dog performances. You have, I think, yeah, an Academy Award-worthy performance by Glenn Close. Like, she's remarkable in a lot of films, but, man, this is very good. This is very, very good. This is like Dangerous Liaisons level good. Like, it's fucking 
exhilarating whenever you watch it. And then in the second half, there's a great big romp. It's a, it's a thrill. I don't think I had as much problem with the physical comedy just because they were like executing it so well. It was a bit repetitive, but it's like, man, like uh, I, I, I don't see that. I don't see that level of like craft and like most comedies that I watch, fucking Judd Apatow. <laughs> no, I love Seth Rogen, but you know, it's different, different strokes. Um, anyway, long story short, bag that. Let's get those Dalmatians in the bag, along with my popcorn, my Coke, and uh, my, I don't know. Um, going so strong. My lollies. Just reminds me of, of you, Laurie, in the film. It's like, you stinking rotten. Dog. <laughs> yeah, another great moment. Probably improv. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was going to be real bad. I was like, what is there to tell? Um, I, I knew I would enjoy Glenn and I probably would have enjoyed the puppies, but I actually thought, like, I had a great time. Like, the puppies, there was a lot of them and all the animal acting. 101. 101 even. <laughs> we were hitting triple digits. And Glenn, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Um kind of yeah lived up to the the performance i had in my head which is really cool and um you know she was offered miranda Priestley, and i can see why she turned it down because that was like i, I guess like you know more human version but like a same variation of cruella and i think we need to elevate cruella up again with this glenaissance that we're happening and you know what you know I think losing for the wife has been a blessing in disguise for Glenn because now she's like a lot more featured in pop culture. People care about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like the second, clearly, easily the second most beloved old lady in Hollywood now. Um, and, you know, and this again is one of her iconic performances. And yeah, it, I, yeah, I was surprisingly enjoying most of this. And yeah, it's a bag for me. Awesome. Um, I'll go third. I don't have a hugely different take on this one. Um, Yeah, I think that it's definitely, if it had just been reviewing the first third or so of this film, this would definitely be a biff. Like, (laughs) even though Glenn Close is wonderful and all of that stuff and we get a lot of all of her Mm. stuff, the plot and just the reliance on these kind of Mm. trippy characters that I don't really care about, it really sort of weighs it down. Mm. But I think once we start to focus on the animal stories, like we were just so... It was the animal montage. The animal montage. The the beacons. Yeah. You know, I I think it's called the Twilight Bark. In the oh, book, oh, love it. Yeah. So the Twilight Bark sequence. Mm. That was really when it just all flipped for me. I was like, "Yes, I love this. I love watching all of these animals saving the day." It was like very like mm. triumphant, and I just felt like I this was something that there were so many of those films when I was growing up, which were mm. all like yeah, featuring actual animal performers doing cool things, mm. um, and yeah, just some just using editing and filmmaking to tell a story through kind of silence by just having animals do a thing and then juxtaposing next to it. And it's such, that's such a really cool filmmaking thing mm. to be able to do that and tell a story that way. And it feels really good in a way that, that's geared for really young, like particularly for young kids who yeah. can understand exactly what's happening even though they don't necessarily, they can't really follow along with all of the words and stuff. And mm. that's why I loved lots of those films when and I was that's, a kid. that's like film, that's cinema. In yeah. terms of like, that's the this kind of cinema. purest form. Um, like so, the, yeah. the dogs pantomiming, it's like, yeah, yeah. this could be a so silent like it was really cool to see that um and yeah sort of be reminded of this type of kind of live action children's film which is kind of in short supply because nowadays when you have a live action film what it is is often cgi animated Mm -hmm. with humans in it Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah. and so yeah it was really cool to to see that um and be reminded of that so it's definitely a bag for me 
Well, there you go, audience. Your childhood fave is safe from us. Yes. It is safe no, from our clutches. It's not treasure planet. We are not going to take it and skin it for a fur coat. Um, one final bit of news. Do you know who the executive producer for Cruella is? Cruella is. Oh. Yeah. Close? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I know, I know that's not an official blessing, but it's a pretty good yeah, sign. Yeah, I mean, make bank, girl. Yeah. Get your money. Yeah. Exactly. Is she yeah. cameo? Is, is like, oh, I fucking God, hope so. I hope so. If it I starts with so. Glenn and she's in the Reflecting Cruella and back. she's looking in her diaries. Oh. oh. Be great. And then it cuts what to and then we don't see any more. And then it's yeah. just like a... Close the book. Or even just the end shot. We don't even need the let's start because, like, you don't know that it's happening. So you just think it's Emma. And then it's just a cross And at the end of the movie... And it's, she's in her cell, like she's in yes. her prison jumpsuit, like couture because yeah, she's and in it's it. It's black and, and white. And they're like, Mr. Bill, it's yeah. time for your hearing. And then yeah, she yeah. leaves. It's, it's time like, for your close up. She's coming oh. out. Oh. God. I, like, honestly. <laughs> Let us write these pre- like, prequels and sequels. Yeah. It'd be but so good. I cannot wait till they find the money for the Sunset Boulevard movie, which I think Glenn was coming off of her Tony winning original run when mm. she got cast as Cruella. Mm. But the moment, like, you know, once the first still gets released, the Oscar is sealed. Like that is, she is. That is the type of role they like to award. It's her passion project that she's been like doing yeah. for like twenty years. It's and Taylor you know. Swift could write a new song for it. You know, yeah. you know. <laughs> beautiful ghosts. Yeah, beautiful Norma. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we are going to hold it there for our Mixed Bag yeah. uh, episode. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on social media on Mixed Bag Pod or Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We mostly pop off on Twitter, though, so um, that's where all the fun begins. We'll probably be doing more polls in the future to uh, keep in touch with you all. Um, and, yeah, you can follow me at uh, jameskane92 on Twitter mm-hmm. or James Edward Kane on Instagram. You can follow me at Lula Morashi L-U- L-A-M-O-R-A-S-H-I on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Like, you'll know what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we don't actually know what we're going to do for our, our next episode. Yeah, it's so, a surprise to you and us. And to us. So, mm. um, welcome back to us. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Oh, and if you like movies, uh, uh, two of us are running a Red yes. Scare Theatre uh, In the Heights fundraiser. Mm. So that is on at Lighthouse Cinema Cuba um, later in June 24th. June, June 24th um, and we have also got a new initiative starting up, which is in collaboration with Te Awaha, um, in which uh, Red Scare Theatre Company are hosting Red Reels Film Club, in which we are going to be screening mm-hmm. a new... Uh, well, not a new, a classic or obscure or underseen musical film once every month. Uh, and that all of those are free. Uh, like It's free to join the membership of the film club and then it's just Koha on the door to come and see the movie. And the first so, film is? And first film is A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles ah. classic. A spectacular movie. Um, yeah, people oh, might know about it or have heard the album, but maybe you actually haven't seen the film. It's, it's a great film. film. Yeah. yeah, Ringo gives a great performance. I love Ringo. Ringo's yeah. the hero of the film. It's MVP. Great. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, should we close out with a good villain laugh? (laughs) 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 You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.